Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And we coming from a basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Podcastianos presented by Moots Pizzeria and Bar. Before or after the game at Comerica, stop by Moots Pizzeria for a slice, drink, or a whole pie. We are live on location at Moots in the heart of downtown Detroit. My name is Jordan Hall. No Eric today. He actually had to head to work. Um, but I'm pleased to be joined by Tiger's Reddit moderator and elite marketing professional, Alex Urban. Alex, thanks for hanging out with me. Jordan, thanks so much for having me. I'm really excited. So I'm a, I'm a casual dabbler on the Reddit scene. I'd be lying if I said I, I've interacted with the Tigers board much. Do we have a pretty interactive Tigers Reddit scene? You know what? It's been up and down the last couple of years for sure. Uh, I'd say during the doldrums of the rebuild. I think that probably goes hand in hand. Yeah, like most of the, the subreddits on the Detroit sports scene, uh, you know, it was you could see the tumbleweed virtually scrolling across the screen. But now it's been, you know, the excitement's back. Uh, people are on the boards again. And uh, one of my favorite things about Reddit is the community kind of polices itself. There's arguments and people building off of each other. And, you know, the excitement is back on our Motor City Kitties. So how, how did you get involved with that? I mean, you know, it was in college, and it was just something I, I spent a lot of time on Reddit. I started with those Rage comics long, long ago, and then I stumbled across the Tiger subreddit, and I spent a lot of time, and then I just asked if I could be a moderator. Uh, so that was, you know, almost eight years ago now. Um, I'm not as active as I used to be in college. There's a moderator team that handles a lot of the comments, and they do a phenomenal job. Uh, but none of us know each other. We're just random screen names on the internet. So you could just walk by someone that you talk to all the time I, and I, wouldn't know. That's, that's absolutely. fun. Yeah. Yeah, so um, it's a good time. So I feel like Reddit kind of gets a bad rap. I feel like a lot of the QAnon stuff came off of Reddit. Am I accurate in saying that? Like, what's the wildest thing that you've ever seen on, not, probably not necessarily <laughs> your specific board, but Reddit in general? There is the darkest places of the internet on Reddit. Like, you can, you know, just stumble upon some of the weirdest, oddest, nastiest things that you can ever think of. And any kind of weird sexual thing that has ever been created is on Reddit. So you have to be careful. Uh, you know, don't stumble across into the weird, the wrong place. But there's also uh, really good parts of Reddit. And you can, you know, discover a lot of cool things and communities and people that are on there. Uh, but yeah, I, I've seen some, some really odd comics, to say the least, of 
your favorite cartoon characters as a kid that just are burned in your brain. You're like, how did I find this? How do I get away from this as quick as I can? <laughs> just smash that back yeah. button. Yeah, I feel like the, the one that I like the most is like odd and offbeat. There's always some kind of like weird animal story on there, which is obviously straight up my alley. <laughs> um, so we are, we are like I said, we're live at Moots Pizza. You are not a rookie. Uh, we've been here a couple times. We're, we're starting to ease into it. You are a pro. What did you order here? So... I went with, uh, we have the garlic knots here in front of us, obviously one of their top appetizers on the menu. Uh, For the pizza, the Uptown in the Bronx, it's their standard pepperoni pie. What's nice about uh, Moots here is it's authentic New York pizza. You know, everybody loves Detroit style in Detroit, but that thin slice, it just does something different for you. You know, they got that gas-fired grill in the back, these ovens in the back, um, and it's just a different experience. And I haven't tried anything on the menu I haven't liked yet. Yeah, same, definitely. The uh, gamelli pasta, I was looking at that this time. Maybe, maybe that's next time we're here. It still seems weird to come in to a pizza place and not get pizza, but we got six trips down here, so I'm, I'm sure at some point we'll venture out. Um, so we're sitting down here celebrating a Tigers win. Victor Reyes, never thought I'd say this, but had two triples today. Um, I've compiled a comprehensive list of things that were actually statistically more likely to happen then Victor Reyes hitting two triples in a game. Uh, first would be walking through downtown without getting some sort of contact high. Um, our boy Blaine Hardy, which shout out to Blaine, back in the big leagues. Milwaukee, Love to baby. see it. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly considering turning this into a, a Brewers podcast. We just gave them Norris. <laughs> they have they have Blaine. Um, but anyway, him winning a Cy Young, uh, this pod winning a Grammy, and of course the Rapture. So all of those things were more likely than Victor Reyes hitting two triples in one honestly every time he gets in a bat i'm like oh yeah we still victor reyes don't we yeah he's kind of the uh unsung hero but not a hero right like you just kind of straight up unsung. forget about his presence and then he comes up and goes down and you know there's a lot going on with victor reyes but there's a tigers fan out there who has a tattoo on a, in the back of his leg across so, the pond yeah i love the idea of him telling other people in england why he has number 22 reyes on the side of his leg. do you think people think that victor reyes is like a beyond superstar, like best player in the game. I mean, maybe that, or they think that he was like the number twenty-two for Arsenal that people oh, for maybe. like a long time ago that people forgot about. Yeah, but I'd like to think that they think that Victor Reyes is Mike Trout. I'd like to think so. Shout out to that guy, though, man. Yeah. I love the commitment. <laughs> uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at hosted by Jay Hall. The show is at Podcastianos on Twitter. You are at a urban 91 do you have an instagram that you would also like to pub uh instagram is the same way a urban 91 but you can see more of my horrible takes on twitter a urban 91 and uh i'll follow you right back i would say that your your takes are definitely i mean not that i'm the the take judge but i I appreciate your takes you seem very um level-headed which isn't always uh i appreciate that i feel like i'm a little uh negative towards the Tigers sometimes well, and okay. ownership group and this, that, and the other, that's, but. that's just what, what it takes um, you also are, are into the the Pistons it's a kind of a good time to be a Pistons fan eh? big Pistons fan absolutely I'm, I'm a huge fan of all the Detroit sports uh, suffering Lions fan like the Yikes. rest of us that's a tough but, break you know I think Cade Cunningham and, and what Troy Weaver is doing with that core four and, and core group is, is really going to turn that organization around I'm a guy Isaiah Livers there too I'm, oh yeah between the two between Cade and Livers I might actually have to start watching the Pistons we'll see they're going to be exciting this year, I think. Summer League's starting up in a few days, so we'll, we'll see how that one goes. Yeah. Uh, 
The show, as you can tell by us being here, is brought to you by Moots Pizzeria and Bar. It's the Motor City's only authentic New York pizzeria, and it's become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene. Amongst the best of the best that they have to offer are favorites like the garlic knots, the uptown in the Bronx like Alex is getting, the gamelli pasta, and the chocolate lava cake. And they have some killer cocktails and a great beer and wine selection. You got a beer here tonight. What, what are you drinking? You got to go with the Michigan uh, Classic from Bell's, the Two-Hearted. That's my favorite beer, and I figured... No Michigan-based podcast. Uh, yeah, that's sorry, exactly Indiana right. Based podcast, but you know, one of my favorite beers. Still a Michigan-based uh, podcast. Let's, yeah. let's not get that twisted. <laughs> um, stop in for friends uh, for a few pies, or grab an authentic slice from the slice counter. I love that the slice counter is separate. Like you don't have to go into the whole hubbub of the restaurant. You just pop in. We actually sent Roger there uh, the week before we met up because got our wires crossed and I think I told them the wrong uh, wrong date. Glad I didn't do that to you. Um, it's going to be an instant favorite. Visit MootsPizzeria.com to learn more or to place an order. And don't forget, they validate two hours in the Z-Lot. Tell them Jordan, Eric, and Alex sent you. I'm Blaine Hardy and you're listening to the podcast, Yanos. So, Alex, uh, like I said, we're celebrating a, a big win. It wasn't, it wasn't a killer day for Eric, Miguel Cabrera. It wasn't last night either. But something has gotten into my man. Closing in on milestones, it seems to have uh, re- rejuvenated the, the creaking bones and the sore muscles of our guy, Miggy. He looks good. He, you know, since June 1st, and I got my little print out here, he's hitting the ball really, really hard. 308 average, 347 OBP, seven home runs. I think he's feeling it. You know, I think back to like that Miami Heat team with a Shaquille O'Neal and Dwayne Wade back in the day when people said Shaquille O'Neal can taste the champagne right when they were going for that championship. I think Miguel Cabrera is starting to really think about those milestones and being celebrated and he's you know taking it up a notch. Yeah it's unfortunately the champagne is the personal milestones and not like us actually winning anything but you know (laughs) he's gonna be here for another 12 years hopefully we'll win something in that time but yeah the thing that I've been impressed about him is he's taking walks again it's almost like he's I feel like this is such a cliche, I don't even want to say it, but I feel like he's actually letting the game come to him for the first time in years and not just straight up pressing and, you know, swinging and missing at 92-mile-an-hour fastball. Uh, yeah, over his last week, 478 on base. Take that. He looks comfortable, right? And yeah. I, I think this is the first season in a long time where he's somewhat healthy. I know, he, you know, he, he's got those creaking bones, like you said, um, but he, he looks comfortable. He looks engaged more than anything else. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the, I love the way that he interacts with the younger players. He had Harold Castro in that Simba pose. <laughs> um, he, he looks like he's having fun. And I think that's the biggest thing for Miguel Cabrera is he enjoys having fun on the field. And when he's hitting and he's playing well, he's a different player. Yeah. And he's getting a little bit more time out in the field, which I think is helpful for him. Like, wouldn't necessarily think it would be, but... He's the kind of guy that I think enjoys messing with guys at first base. And, I love it. Um, I want more of it. <laughs> yeah, I think I have down in my notes that he is more watchable in the batter's box. Some of the some of the at bats, specifically early in this year, were kind of ugly. Yeah, I, I was worried. You know, we had two more years left on the contract. What we're going to do is if he is just dead weight, and you you run into the problem of he's an iconic player. He's going to have his number, his name in the Comerica Park seats and on the wall. Do you cut a player like that? Do you eat the money? What would that look like? But, you know, he's turning it around now where it's it's watchable and you're interested, uh, and he feels like the player, not that he once was, but similar to shades of former Miguel Cabrera. How do you feel about the, the milestone trackers in the outfield? I think it's okay. I think, um, you know, they really need to do something to get the fans back, especially one after the pandemic, but two after the just terrible seasons they've had. Uh, so it's something to cheer for. It's a little gimmicky, but I don't have any issues with it personally. 
Speaking of doing something to get the fans back engaged, Chris Illich was on, I, don't, I can't remember exactly, I mean, just press conference basically, talking about how um, the Tigers might seek, and I'm quoting here, high impact movement, excuse me, high impact improvement this winter. What are your first thoughts when you hear that from, from Chris? Jordan, I will believe it when I see it. <laughs> so I am, you know, I was a huge fan of Mike Illich. I thought he was a great owner. I loved his passion. But the apple has fallen so far so from the tree far in from my the mind. Tree. Um, you know, I don't want to ever hear about them complaining about money. Not that they have the most money in the world, but, you know, they spent probably a billion with a B on that new casino in Atlantic City. Um, don't tell me you don't have months to spend. When you own a professional sports fan franchise, it's a profitable endeavor. So it's time to spend. And Chris, maybe I know you are a subscriber of the podcast, Dianos. <laughs> It's time to spend or sell. You heard it here first. That would be that would be nice. Either of those, I would be good with it. On the broadcast last night, Shep, Shep was talking about how, you know, he's been so patient. He's lived through the lean years. Those are him induced. There was nobody saying like, "Hey, let's not spend any money." That right. that was kind of a Chris thing, um, like you say. I will believe it when I see it. Okay, I'm giving you a blank check to start spending. What position do you go after first? And do you have a specific name in mind? Uh, first day of free agency, I want a big-name shortstop. Big-name shortstop. You know, I, I feel like I was okay with what they did in the draft. Yes. You had Mayer there at number three. You didn't take him. So to me, that proves that they have bigger plans, right? Or at least you want to think so. All right, let's pause real quick. Got some pizza coming. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. All right, so we are back. We both had our pizzas Give me your thoughts on your your uptown and the Bronx. It was delicious. I savored every bite except for this one piece I'm going to take home to my wife. But excellent as always. Mooch Pizzeria and Bar does not disappoint. Wow, what, what a lucky lady. Taking a piece home. Said just a, a moment ago she's pregnant. Naming naming the kid either Jacoby or, or Harold. Um, trying to think. Willie. I'll probably. probably get shot down on all those, but I'm, I'm going to give it a try. Maybe Jordan. Who knows? Grayson. Um uh, Jake. Shout out to Nicole Ann, my wife. <laughs> uh, hey. So I had the uh, buffalo chicken pizza, which was also fantastic. I feel like I spent most of my life assuming I didn't like buffalo stuff, which I don't know why. And then I tried it, and of course, as everyone knows, it's it's fantastic in all regards. But, yeah, it's spicy on a pizza. Take it all day long. Um, and we have completely devoured the, the garlic knots here. So I believe when we, we picked or when we left off, we were talking about... Uh, Illich claiming that the Tigers will seek high-impact movement this winter, and both of us expressed a sense of um, skepticism. Mm -hmm. Talked about you want a shortstop. I also want to want a shortstop. We talked about this a little bit while we were, were eating. I actually a little bit wonder if maybe we should hold off for one more year and then go after Trey Turner. I think it'd be a little bit more money, but then you you kind of solve the leadoff situation. He's an incredible shortstop. Also, why did the Nationals just give him away? That was a, a strange one. I'm not sure what's going on there. And, you know, the, the return from L.A. for both him and, and Scherzer didn't really seem like for what they gave up, uh, they didn't get enough. But I, I tend to agree with you. I think, you know, next year for a stopgap option, something a little more than Zach Short. But uh, <laughs> if you're not going to spend Chris Illich on a high name, do it the following year. Uh, because next year, you know, I think we can compete for the wild card, but it's not going to be World Series contenders. World Series bound! I don't know if that's going to happen next year. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, there's also a couple 
couple starting pitchers. I mentioned Eduardo Rodriguez. We just saw him the other day. He looked pretty stinking good. I wouldn't mind adding him to that rotation yeah. coming into next year. I, I definitely think we need some starting pitching depth. You, I think you've seen this year you need more than five going into the season because something's going to happen, especially what's what what's happening with uh, the league cracking down on substances. Yeah. You know, you're seeing a lot of injuries and things like that. <clears throat> a lot of people are going to say Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer. Those guys are nearing the end of their career. Still great pitchers, but... You know, if you get past the novelty of it all, there could be better options in my There mind. could be. It would be interesting to see what, what a guy like Casey or Matt Manning could take from him. Yeah. But I, I feel like every time I hear someone say that, I think, like, how much do you, like, how much is that actually the case? Or do we just want to read into that as fans? I choose to believe that the, the older guys are mentoring the younger guys, but who, who really knows? It would be really cool, um, you know, as a fan, but in terms of, you know, team build and, and what you're going to do. There's so many different directions yeah. that they could go. Plus, I mean, Verlander was this good without Chris Fetter. Like, it's a little bit late in the... I always make jokes that Chris Fetter can fix anything. I'm not sure that he can fix the injury or or age. But I don't know. Maybe he can. Who knows? I've been incredibly impressed by him, by Fetter. You know, so the sky's the limit. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what he can do with next year's staff. So I want to jump into our, our second base situation uh, we've been talking uh, about Willie Castro a lot this year. Willie, it turns out Willie Castro is not actually as good as maybe I had thought. Um, I declared him the shortstop of the future at points last year, and it turns out the only I believe the only player that has a lower OBP over the last month is Zach Short, which that's not the, the company you want to be in. Um, and Cody Clemens, obviously minor league numbers or AAA numbers mean mean absolutely nothing. Uh, but Cody Clemens is absolutely raking left-handed bats. Where do you where do you fall in that? Do you want to see Cody get some at bats in the big leagues? Is it time? You know what? I, this is going to sound much more harsh than I mean it to, but I'm over the Edward Scissorhands experience with Willie Castro. Like just one of the worst defenders that I've ever seen. And you know what? You have Cody Clemens stewing in the minor leagues here. He's got decent AAA numbers, and you you drafted this kid in the third round a couple years ago. At what point are you just going to give him a shot, right? You can bounce Willie Castro up and up and down all year. He's on, I believe, it's his last option. But at least see what you have in yeah. in Cody Clemens, and you know maybe he can catch a little fire. I don't think he's going to be a superstar in the league, but I'm interested, and I want to see something different at this point. I feel like he kind of fits the mold of that like pigeonhole good at what he does second baseman. You know, like there's there's been guys that they have a little bit of pop or guys that have a little speed. Like you don't necessarily want, well, I mean, you obviously want your second baseman to be able to do anything, but that's kind of one of those positions that if you can just get something plus from them, it's a, it's a plus. And he's got some pop. He's, he's taking a few more walks than he did. Yep. Um, but I feel like we're treating him kind of like we would treat a guy like Jacob Robson or something like yes. that. Like, or um, who was the dude, uh, Jason Krizan, that would continually light up the, the the minor leagues, and you knew like he's not really a prospect. But like Clemens, we drafted him. Like you say in the third round, there's not really a reason he's not a prospect. Like maybe give him it, a go. Like, it is. I think it's odd that you haven't seen him yet, but I think it's well past time to at least see, right? Like you know, to call him up, see what the kid can do, get, get his feet wet, give him his cup of coffee. He's at least deserved that much. I mean. 188 at bats in the minors this season. He's got a 321 OBP, 800 OPS, and then you look at Willie Castro. I know you mentioned, and I totally agree, minor league numbers mean nothing, but Willie Castro has a 620 OPS. Like it's just, it's not acceptable for a major league player. And he matched that with subpar defense, and I would just like to see something different. I don't understand the thing with Willie. Like he's a 
fairly fluid athlete. Like, there's yeah. no real reason he should be as bad as he is defensively. I, I completely agree. It's baffling. Yeah. Maybe we should try the, try the whole Nick Castellanos thing, bounce him to the outfield, then bring him back, and then take him back <laughs> to the outfield. I think that would probably help. Um, let's move on. Eric Haas won Rookie of the Month, the first uh, Tigers Rookie of the Month since, like, 2017, I want to say. Maybe earlier than that. Um, interesting story. A local kid... A, what a 28-year-old rookie. Uh, he seems like such a good dude. I'd love to see him succeed. Hometown hero, uh, American League Rookie of the Month, grass mower of the month, dad of the month. You know, his, his wife's tweeting about him. It's just you, you fall in love with the story. You love what he's doing. He's a little long in the tooth for being a rookie. But, <laughs> um, you know, I, I love what the Tigers have going on with him, Akil Badu, Casey Mize. You have arguably the top 10 Rookie of the Year candidates on the team right now, and they're fun to watch, and he's a big reason why. Um, I love the thump in his bat, and I think you know him and, and Rodgers are a good du duo. We haven't seen Rodgers in a while because of the injury, but you know they handle the pitching staff pretty well. He's already a two-war guy on the season, but I feel like this is kind of what good teams do. Like I feel like a couple years ago, the Yankees had it, where they, they brought up Andujar, and all of a sudden he's a superstar. They put Tiaro Estrada in the lineup, and all of a sudden he's really good. Like good teams take kind of meh guys put them in the lineup and figure out ways for them to succeed and like obviously most of the credit comes goes to Eric Haas here but like AJ kind of managing the role and figuring out where to use him to succeed um, I don't know like we we are starting to do things that good organizations do and it's been a very long time and I I do enjoy seeing that I, I couldn't agree more it's it's invigorating to see um, shades of JD Martinez not nearly to that level but you know yeah, it's been a while since something has been more than a flash in the pan and he very well could be that but you like what you're seeing and it seems like it could be sustainable even I mean even if he is how many times have we gotten a two war season out of a rookie and right. forever and we got him right. and I think Akil is approaching that mark like definitely take it i remember seeing uh it was down at joker march and probably the longest home run i've ever seen he hit a ball at the top of the batter's eye in center field and then i don't know if you remember this wit but we saw him and his wife and his kid like they're out kind of where the big um the big chair you know what i'm talking about in the concourse and his kid came running up to him like i don't know i think from that point i was like it would be great if he was good i didn't assume he was gonna be because he was a 27-year-old kid in the minor leagues, but it's, I don't know, it, I, I enjoy seeing him up um, and doing well. I think it's a its a great story for him, too. I mean, he's a hometown guy from Westland. You have to enjoy probably playing for your hometown team, right? You have to have a, a dream come true to wear the old English D, so as long as he can keep, you know, whacking the ball, and, you know, they put him in left field, and he's done it without any kind of great Yeah, and credit to him for, like, I don't know, catcher to the outfield, like that's yeah. a tough transition. He yeah. like I'm not gonna say he's an amazing outfielder, but he's he's holding passable. his own, you know. We've yeah. had far worse in the outfield in the last fifteen yes. years than him. Um, and I, I feel like that kind of speaks to his willingness and versatility and all that all that kind of stuff that you actually like to see. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about tonight, the Daniel Norris trade. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but we we sent him to I don't know if you saw this. Of course, of course you saw it. It was the only thing we did on the deadline. Um, Speaking of, the deadline was absolutely nuts. That was such a fun deadline. It would have been cool if we could have been a little more a part of it. But just like, boom, 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 all this stuff. 
Did you enjoy the deadline? I loved it. Um, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like I saw that all 30 teams were active really? at the deadline. Or at some part of some trade, whether it was a minor trade, like what the Tigers did, or, you know, major trades. That like should be required. Like, you have to do something on the deadline. Yeah. You I mean, should get in Manfred's ear. Every organization probably has guys that could use, you know, low, low-level guys or lo long-time minor leaguers that could use a change of scenery, so why not? Right? Yeah, Jason Krizan could have used a, a change of scenery a long time before... Yeah whatever ended up becoming of, of him. Uh, so we get, <laughs> honestly, I'm spacing on, on the fellow's Reese name. Olson. Reese yeah. Olsen. Did you see, um, they, I heard an interview with him. They said that he saw that the the Tigers, or that the, the Tigers had sent Norris to the Brewers, and he joked with his roommate and told him that he was traded for him, and then it ended up being him. That I think was it's the hilarious. one that was traded. Yeah. I think it's hilarious. But yeah, I mean, I, I love the trade for the sheer fact that Daniel Norris, great story, you know, Van Man, the axe shaving, all that. Didn't turn out nearly what we thought he was going to be from the David Price trade, but um, if you can get anything for him, and Reese Olsen's certainly a lottery ticket, Yeah. that lottery ticket could turn into a bullpen piece in the future, a fifth starter, something like that. He's not a high-end prospect, but anything that you can get for a player of, of Daniel Norris's uh, you know, ability and, and where he's at in the rotation and the bullpen and all that, I think is very helpful. So I have very few areas in which I actually have connections, but I asked somebody within the South Bend Cubs organization their thoughts on him because they've seen him, I want to say, three times this year. And he told me, and I quote, don't get too excited. But, you know, you give a decent strikeout number guy to Chris Fetter, and who knows? I mean, obviously... He has some work to do before he gets in Chris Fetter's hands, but, you know, you never know. Why not? It sounds like a typical alveolar return, right? But, yeah. Um, you know, he's got a – I, I kind of looked at some some video of him uh, after we got him, and he's got a very violent motion, yeah. motion, so, you know, that could spell trouble for the shoulder. But, what, you know, he could be he could be something. Who knows, yeah. right? It's funny, the, the violence in the motion, it's like you run a fine line. Like, the more violent it is, the harder it's going to be for the, pitch, the hitter to pick it up. But also, you're probably going to wreck yourself at some point. So, like, hopefully yeah. he can walk that balance nice. Yeah. He looks a little like Casey Mize, too. A little bit, yeah. So, I mean, maybe maybe there's something there. He's, he's got a he's got a little bit of swagger to him in his interviews he was doing with Messerschmitt. Definitely, yeah. I don't think he's uh, pitched just yet, but I'm excited to see. They said they're going to try to be aggressive with him and move him to Erie. We'll Why see not? what that looks like. Moving people to Erie has worked out well for ev basically everyone we've sent there this year. Yeah. Because Casey's raking and Riley Green... It's nice. I can bring Riley Green up to you without you going overboard and spending 10 minutes talking about Riley Green like I'm unable to do with Eric. Um, so, all right. Let's jump ahead. Uh, so I I did not think ahead. I should have power ranked something, but I didn't. So apologies to everyone out there. But I did see something on the side of the road while running. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. 
Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This week. Um, so this one was on, it was kind of on, on a main road on the sidewalk. There was a pair of like khaki cargo shorts with the belt still intact in them. I want to know what is the story behind that? Like clearly somebody was wearing them. And then at that point was no longer wearing them. Like I don't know. I, I want to know how he got back. I guess I, I say he, he or she. It's 2021. Could be either. Um, yeah. So that one. That's what I saw on the side of the road while running this week. Um, I feel like I should put up uh, cameras to to see if I can catch this person coming back for their. I mean, shorts. maybe they're still out there. You know, running around pantsless. With, yeah. Who knows? Or maybe they're still looking for them. So anyway, listeners out there, if you see somebody in the South Bend area without pants, feel free to to go ahead and, and let me know. All right, let's move on to Twitter questions. Um, just like Eric, I don't have these pulled up yet, so bear with me here for a second. All right, the first one comes in from Timothy Pope. With six weeks to go, how many wins do the Tigers need to end up with for you to be? Um, how many tig- How many wins do, for, do the Tigers need for you to not be disappointed? Summing up the question. I would like to see them finish within five games, if not over a 500 for the right. entire season. I could definitely see that. And how does that compare with where you were at before the season? I didn't expect them to be nearly this competitive and, more importantly, this fun. Yeah. Um, and then I remember tweeting in April, I'm already looking at mock drafts for next year because <laughs> how just absolutely April was rough. Were. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. I was ready to, like, fire El Avila myself in a Chris Illich costume. <laughs> like, I, I couldn't believe how bad that. they That'd were. That would be great for content. They, they turned it around and they look, you know, so they look like a different team. Um, so while I don't have high expectations, they're – within a, a stone's throw of the wild card. I don't think they're going to make it, but continue to play ball like you have been. Continue to win series three months in a row with uh, a winning record. Yeah. If they could finish the, the year with a winning record in August and September, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I came into the season assuming it was hoping for a nice 69-win season. Um, nice. I'm long, long past that at this point. But I feel like, like you say, it would be nice to kind of stay in that touching range of 500 but i feel like i've already gotten more enjoyment from the season than i assumed so kind of house money uh next one comes in from my buddy jacob skronik he says uh tyler alexander has civil war era facial hair there uh speaking of we've seen tyler alexander start in exactly half of the tigers games we've been to this season which that's bad luck um (laughs) which tigers uh have had the best and worst facial hair I feel like Phil kind of has your classic, like, drink a lot of Monster Energy drink facial hair, which I feel like Eric would have been disappointed if I hadn't given him a mention. I Um, think Jake Rogers, both best and worst. That's true. Because I appreciate it, but it objectively looks (laughs) bad. (laughs) Well said. Very well said. Um, Oh, also, he's going to the Tigers at Orioles next Wednesday and Thursday. Anything you want him to look for? Uh, no, just enjoy Camden Yards. Have you been to Camden Yards? I have. It's um, so cool. I, I'm one of those guys. It's on my bucket list to try to see every major league mm. stadium. And of the ones that I've been to, I think it, it is probably my favorite. Really? Yeah. What 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 else is up, up high for you? Um, Comerica. You know what? I think it's. I, I do think it's underrated. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. Yankee Stadium in New York, the new one. I, it was it was huge. 
Uh, you know, I kind of liked it for what it was, but mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't anything to write home about. Atlanta was much in the same way. The new one or the uh, the new one? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Did the freeze run that? I did not get to see oh, that. Oh man! I really wanted to. I just went down to a random game when I was down there for work one time. It was the Braves, and I couldn't even remember who was playing. And there was a, there was a fight, and I left Ooh. in like the seventh inning. Dang! Um, That's an eventful it was night. A good time. Yep. And then Cle- Cleveland's a good time. White Sox very cookie cutter, but whatever. yeah. A lot of classic rock at the White Sox Stadium. Yes. A lot of classic rock. Just not disco, whatever you do, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Anthony Troy asks, if Chris Illich spends, and I mean that's a huge if, very true, who do you think realistically we could sign? Uh, again, I believe that cheap, or I'll believe him when I see it. Kind of already went over this. Um, I would like to see both a impact bat and pitcher. I kind of can't see him opening up twice. But I feel like that would be a nice stepping stone to hopefully, like when he says impact, I think that means a three-war player. I, I genuinely don't think we're going to sign somebody like Corey Seager this offseason. But if we can get a couple halfway decent non-one-year deal guys, I'd be happy with that. I agree. What up, fam? This is, of course, your boy Jordan here to tell you about one of my all-time favorites, Moots Pizzeria and Bar. It is the only authentic New York pizzeria in the Motor City and has become a staple in the Detroit pizza scene. You know me, I don't play when it comes to pizza and this is where it's at. Amongst the best of the best that they have to offer are favorites like Garlic Knots, the Uptown and the Bronx Pizza, Gemelli Pasta, and that Chocolate Lava Cake is hotter than Andrew Romine in April. And they have some killer cocktails and a great beer and wine selection. Stop in with friends for a few pies and grab an authentic slice from the slice counter. It's going to be an instant favorite. Visit MootsPizzeria.com to learn more or to place an order. And don't forget, they validate two hours of parking in Lot Z. Tell them Jordan and Eric sent you. Uh, next one, I have tickets for the game in St. Louis on 824 and 825. What are my chances of seeing home run 500? Considering he's only two away, that's kind of a dig. Um I mean, hopefully he has it by then. He's he's hot right now. I, I feel like I feel like that's unnecessary. Barring um, an injury, knock on wood. Yeah, you know, I'd be surprised if it took him that long. Uh, at JSlaw0809, uh, Pizza Slayer, do you uh, do you ever think about what would happen uh, if you had played a game of musical chairs with Rod and Mario? <laughs> that's so good. I am blocked by Mar- Mario and Pemba on Twitter. For what? Yes. This when, is a story we have to hear. When I was in high school, I believe, or maybe like my first couple of years in college, I would tweet at him incessantly anytime he'd mention like, oh, this guy doesn't have a hit off Justin Verlander <laughs> in like 30 at-bats. Sure enough, the guy would hit a single or you know something like that, and I'd be like, you jinxed us, Mario and Pemba. <laughs> and he like tweeted back at me one time, like just, it, it said tired. And I was like, yeah, these road trips are tough to hang up, you know, but he was telling me to back off and then eventually just blocks me. And I was like, yeah, I probably deserve that, so. <laughs> are you blocked by anyone else? Uh, not that I know of. Not not of high profile. Hmm. I don't know if I am. I feel like it would be nice if there was some way to look up who has blocked you. I'd be curious to know. Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody. Probably too many animal pictures. I do want to put out in the world, though, if I owned the Tigers, I'd bring them both back. Because it, it does break my heart that that was both of those gentlemen's dream jobs. You know, Mario Pemba's a, a Michigan guy. Allen played for the teams. They're not necessarily my favorite broadcasters, but can you imagine, like, getting your dream job ripped away from you like that? Yeah. And, you know, Over public shaming and all that. Yeah. yeah. And they had an icy relationship, but 
Right. And then it turns out you can do worse when it comes to a broadcast duo. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave that one there. <laughs> <laughs> we spent a lot of last season talking about the broadcasting. Uh, probably shouldn't go back there. All right, last one is from Adam Langworthy. Uh, he says, will we win the division next year? Or are we going to have to play in the wild card game on our way to a World Series championship? I love the optimism. Honestly, there are so many wild cards. I can see it happening. Like you get a wild card, and you get a wild card. Yeah, and you get exactly. a wild card. It's straight up Oprah situation. Um, I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but it could happen. I, I would. I'm expecting them to compete for. At least the second wild card spot. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough to beat the White Sox. Like, the White Sox are a juggernaut at this point. But you get Casey Mize in a one-game you know, playoff, I'll take that all day. Agreed. Love Casey. Casey's at, like, two and a half wins above replace. Thank you. Yeah, Casey's having an incredible year. I feel like he's flown way under the radar just because of how many different improvement stories there's been. But Casey's been excellent. I, I've been very pleased. And, you know, Tariq Skubal, to a, to a lesser extent, I know he's yeah, starting to figure some sure. things out. But um, the pitching, the future pitching staff looks strong. Yeah. People, I don't know. People get so so concerned with what they're currently seeing from those guys. Like, pitching development is not, you know, linear. Like, it, it does not all happen at once. You have to take the it's good with linear. the bad in each, each start. And clearly the trajectory with both of them is upwards. And as previously mentioned, they have Chris Fetter running the show. So, obviously, that is they're, – they're in good hands. Well, Alex, I appreciate it so much coming down here to the heart of Detroit, sharing some pizza with me, uh, talking a little baseball. Um, remind us where we can find you on Twitter. Uh, AUrban91, and thank you so much, Jordan, for having me. Uh, big fan of the show for a long time, so it, it's been an honor and a privilege. All right, guys, we will catch you next week. This has been a production of the Alpha Dog Podcast Network. Find more shows at alphadogagency.com slash podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply. Not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon.